0: You know how we have a little I don't get yes. it button? Yes. You want to do
1: that? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, uh, do I don't know. No, you do it. What? <laughs> I don't get oh it. I don't get
0: it. Thanks for tuning into "I Don't Get It." This is a podcast about performance in Edmonton. Uh, my name is Fonda, and I'm here with a very special guest, Sony Vasapatra.
1: Hi, Sony. Hi, Fonda.
0: Um, I, well, I have to I have to acknowledge that we are proud to be part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB, uh, and Sony is um, our guest today to cover a very special show: the opening of uh, Alberta Ballet's season with Taj Express. So um, you saw that uh, earlier this week, right? Yes, I saw it on Friday. Okay, and uh, so maybe um, if you want to actually first give us a little bit about who you are and um, how you come to how you came to see this show, a little bit about your background in dance. Sure. Too. Yeah. Thank you, Vonda.
1: Mm-hmm. So um, I actually was born and raised in Edmonton, Alberta. I danced at the Jubilee and the Alberta Dance Festival, the Fringe, growing up. I was uh, one of Usha Gupta's first students. Uh, Usha Gupta is a Kathak teacher, which is a classical Indian dance form. We
0: know Usha from the Brian Webb Dance Company season. She's been in it for a while now. Yes,
1: <laughs> as per my white hair. <laughs> so she, um, so yeah, so it was really amazing to be able to grow up with such a strong classical Indian background in my family. Um, uh, also, because I think that the time that I was growing up in Edmonton, South Asian arts were just emerging because, you know, we were becoming an established community. So it was really great to have the exposure of classical Indian dance, music, like ragmala, for example. My parents are uh, heavily involved with Edmonton Bengali Association. So lots of singing and sharing of different uh, traditions through that. Um, And also, like, you know, in terms of Edmonton as a community, you know, South Asians or like people from the Indian subcontinent have been here for a very long time. Mm -hmm. From 1905, in fact. The first um, person of South Asian origin to settle in Edmonton was Sohan Singh Buller, and there is a park named after him. Oh, and he's Sikh, right? Where is that park? Um, I think it's somewhere in the Millwoods area. Okay. Um, As we know, there's a big Millwoods community there. Mm -hmm. And so, for myself, like, I think that, uh, you know, living and growing up in Edmonton and seeing the growth of the South Asian community, but then going away to Toronto for 20 years and coming back, uh, it's been like exponentially grown, right? Mm -hmm. There are all these new mosques, all these new temples, all these new gurdwaras, huge droves of different people from all over the subcontinent. So Taj Express was an amazing testament to actually mainstreaming uh, Edmonton culture that maybe has been in the margins for a while. So Alberta Ballet really investing to open this... uh, a fantastic show, uh, in the context of um, Edmonton, um, in the fall, was really phenomenal. So I'm really happy that uh, I got a chance to see it, and I'd love to talk more about, about how it went. Yeah, about the show. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so to start off, um, what what is the format of the show? Um, so you know, you walk in, you know, you're watching something that's in, inspired by bollywood at the very least um what is uh the the company is from mumbai correct yeah
1: they're from mumbai
0: yeah um and so so what happens in the show i i know that there's like there's a narrative to it there's a story
1: yes mm-hmm. so i mean you know bollywood typical right like girl meets boy fall in love there's a villain he's a prince she's a princess she's a big bollywood star like all these are like um nuances of the typical Bollywood uh, sort of genre are present. Mm -hmm. But another thing to take a step back from is, like, who produced this? So Veiba B. Merchant is a really famous choreographer in Bollywood. Like, you know, when we watch... uh, like, dance shows in Hollywood, like, just dance. Like, she, mm-hmm. J-Lo found that. Um, In India, in, like, Indian media, there's lots of dance shows like that. She's always been a judge. So she's, like, the J-Lo of India. Okay.
0: okay. Right? So she <laughs>
1: choreographed all of this. Um, And Salim and Suleiman were the music composers, and they are amazing. There is Smiley in background, so the link to... Justin Trudeau and Aga Khan. Oh, interesting as well, right? So, and they really like, um, they have really interesting music because it can be very spiritual, it can be very poppy. Uh, they like to mix a lot of like sort of Sufi Islamic traditional instrumental music within their context of Bollywood, mm-hmm. as does A.R. Rahman. So the the musical centers around this uh, young emerging composer, Shankar, who wants to live in the footsteps of A.R. Rahman. Okay. <laughs> and it opens with like you know like uh like Slumdog Millionaire, the big Hollywood sensation that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of that context of like I want to be like Ar Rahman, yeah, yeah, because right? well, Ar Rahman was the composer for Slumdog Millionaire, right? Yes, yes exactly, okay. right. So, so I mean, in the context of that, it was really phenomenal to listen to the musical interlude because the music was actually all of the great Bollywood hits from over decades. Like it's not something that's new or recent, but it's like actually like from like the 90s to 2000 to now. So it's a really good like mix of music that really inspired the sort of setting of all these different spaces that took place, right? Cool. <laughs> so I think that when we look at this particular um, storyline, so it's based on the context of the railway because in I don't know if you've been to India. I have not, unfortunately. I've always wanted to go. Yeah. So like, so in the context of myself being South Asian Canadian, but also visiting India, how do you travel in India? What's the best way? The train. Mm -hmm. So Taj Express is like, could be like Howrah Express, which is a train line, Mm -hmm. or Madras Express, or Chennai Express, right? Right. Because that's the way that you see the countryside. You get from place to place. It's faster sometimes than even flying because of the way the roads are Mm -hmm. or the way the delays are or driving. So, so it's like you take a journey on the train and that's very much how they wanted to sort of like unfold this uh, narrative. Okay. So it's really beautiful. And um, one thing that I really appreciated is right now today, uh, Shubha uh, Navami, it's Durga Puja, which is like the weekend of the goddess. So many Hindus around the world celebrate this day. Oh, is that today. It's like the whole week. Oh, yeah. the week. oh great. So today is Navratri, right? So it's a very auspicious goddess ceremony. So what I loved about this particular opening is that the the opening scene was this glorious woman in white dancing semi-classical Indian Kathak inspired um depicting the goddess Saraswati and the goddess Saraswati is the goddess of speech, wisdom, music and dance. And whenever you start anything um within the context of uh, like a like I think a Hindu or like a ceremonial piece you always mm-hmm either pray to goddess Saraswati or or the god Ganesh, right? Mm -hmm. So within the context of Bollywood and that sort of Hindu genre of um, sometimes having uh, gods or goddesses or different spiritual characters within a Bollywood movie, there were three really distinct times that a a god or goddess appeared. In this show. In this show. Mm -hmm. So the first one was the goddess Saraswati, and I got goosebumps because it was totally this mantra singing her glory and all of these beautiful apsaras or like celestial beings had mm-hmm. come down on earth to dance on the jubilee oh, to support beautiful. this right mm-hmm. so it was really a shout out to that sort of like invocation and you also do that in classical dance mm-hmm. whether it's like the six forms of indian classical dance like kathak, right so this is really significant about this dance piece right um, and basically, um, when we saw this, I was like, wow, this is so beautiful because it is also Durga Puja. So uh, Saraswati is one of the goddesses as well. So mm. to actually have that. During this festival so was the so sacred, of it was, yeah. yeah, right. Wow. So it was really beautiful. I got goosebumps. I'm like, oh my god, right. <laughs> and then um, as we move through it, um, they there's this really popular song um, that's in this movie called Agnipath, uh, which is with Hrithik Roshan and um, Priyanka Chopra, and it's called uh, Shri Ganesha Deva Shri Ganesha, and he talks about the glory of uh, Ganesha. It's like a high energy, like crazy song. And that was sort of like the middle of like celebrating Ganesha's glory and and it was the dancing was amazing. Like it was like totally like everybody was like into it and and then people were like yelling Gana Papi Moria like mm-hmm. this phrases. <laughs> and the very last song was actually that was along this genre of this religious type space was a uh, tribute to Lord Shiva. So Lord Shiva is uh, sort of the pothead of the pantheon <laughs> right he loves drinking pong hanging out in the himalayas um he is the keeper of time seen as the god of destruction because with destruction comes renewal he's married to Durga, who says and Durga is always like see you later i'm going to my home because you don't have time for me you're always meditating on your rock. what's up with you right so <laughs> so we got in- no
0: time for him <laughs>
1: <laughs> so so it's interesting and also like the duality of uh Shiva and Shakti, like in terms of like yogic practice or like uh, how we understand femininity and masculinity is in all of us. So it was really interesting to see that depiction as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, as part of this journey. So, again, if you've been to India, you'll know that every single state in India has a distinct style. Like there's distinct language and then within there, there's dialects, distinct food. Then within there's this like different genres of food. Distinct dress, mm-hmm. like in terms of like the way the prints are or the way the um, influences of different cultures over a myriad of years, like salwar Kamises, saris, lengas, like all this stuff. So what was really great about Taj Express was that the story takes place about the hero Arjun, who is like typical like the Maka Bollywood Sal, comes in like totally hero-like mm-hmm. <laughs> um, to the, find his... Uh, Long last heroine Karina Kaboom. <laughs> so, all these names are like plays on sort of, I think like actual Bollywood people. Yeah, so, they're all
0: like kind of referring back to like Bollywood icons, right? Totally, exactly
1: <laughs> right. And the producer's Raj Pakura, who was like Raj Kapoor, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a tribute to the villain, Shakal, right? And Shakal was really a popular villain, like eighties and nineties, with the late Amrish Puri, who also starred in Temple of Doom from Indiana Jones. Oh, right. right. Okay. So so that was a call out to him. I mean he's passed, but is that so it was like this whole like slew of like like you know, uh, sort of like the boy meets girl, girl falls in love, girl needs to escape because she needs to understand that she's in love, mm-hmm. boy takes her to some random place, they fall in love and then they come back, um, and celebrate their love, right? So, the thing is that it's really interesting because, uh, because she's based in Mumbai and she's such a big star, she has so much exposure, there's all this like paparazzi following her she can't like find herself she's like totally confused um they go to the south where she's not known mm-hmm. so not only does this show talk about mumbai and bollywood but it also talks about the south dollywood mm-hmm. so in the south part they had like a tribute to like south indian dancing to like katakali to like uh the south genre of like uh um, looking at how we understand Kuchipuri or like Drajnikant, right? Which is a totally different understanding of those two industries, right? Mm-hmm. So they took us on this journey. And then at the end, what happened was when they come back to um, to connecting for the final climax... Um, and he exposes that he's a long-lost Rajkumar or prince of this kingdom in Gujarat. There's actually folk dancing that's focused in Gujarat, Gujarati dancing. So, mm. as we know in Edmonton, there's a large Gujarati community. For Navratri right now, there's a huge Garba Dandiya happening every night. But on the stage, they played this amazing Garba Dandiya, and it was like very much um, looking like. Uh, the like like how people would dance here, right? So it's really interesting to see like this whole like cultural um, fabric of India actually has imprinted and implanted itself in Edmonton in so many different ways as well. Mm-hmm. So to see that marrying at the Jubilee on stage to this production has been amazing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, so I mean, it, and you know, like I, I, I know there's another podcast Bollywood is for lovers, but truly this show was so romantic. It was like totally like that kind of like, you know, whisk me away. Let's run through the trees. Let's like appreciate how people dance and express like, you know, themselves um, through humanity, through empathy, through sadness, through laughter, with energy, with uh, emotion. Right. Because we're Mm -hmm. always such emotive people. My goodness. Like a couple of times in the um, show, uh, Raj Kapoor, the director, is so, or Raj Pakora, sorry, is so like hard on Shankar. Mm-hmm. And he always uses double negative, right? Because when you talk Hindi, like, or Hinglish, like, you're like, no, I did not. Right. Like, it's like it's not not. It's like double negative. Right. So even those little things and even their little nuances, like they really did their research. Like they were like, it's like when the Warriors played the Raptors, like this Canadian There's context, Canadian right? Okay. And even um, they're like, this is such a horrible song, chunker. I want you to actually think about something new and different and innovative if you have to copy Hollywood, and then they made a job of Game of Thrones, right? (laughs) So so it was really great. It was like smart, it was witty, it was cute, it was funny. Um, And it was just really great. And I think that overall, uh, it really brought... uh, Sometimes an inaccessible Bollywood format because, you know, a three-hour movie, people can't sit through it. I have just... watched Bollywood movies before and been astonished at
0: how long they are. But also that they don't seem very long when you're watching them, you know, like you, they're, they're fun
1: the whole way through usually, mm-hmm. and engaging, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so I mean overall like I feel like it was really interactive. They wanted the crowd to be interactive. So mm-hmm. they'd always be like everybody clap, everybody sing, how's mm-hmm. it going, right? You were and, saying something a little bit earlier
0: before we started recording about the some of the interaction on doing some of the some of the dance movements.
1: Yes. So um so it was really cute. So basically there was uh, you can't have a a show Anywhere in the world without recognizing Punjabi culture and bhangra, right? Because it's like it infiltrated the entire world, from England to US to Canada to um, India. So basically, there was a live doli. He came on stage, and the person who was there to, he was actually the guitarist. He was really cool. Um, he he was like, um, okay, we need to. Um, teach you how to do Bhangra. So did everybody know what a selfie stick is? was like, yeah, yeah. So he's like, okay, so just put your hand up like a selfie stick. And now just turn your hand up and down like you're screwing in the light bulb. There you go. It's Bhangra, right? <laughs> you're doing Bhangra. <laughs> yeah. So and, and, seriously, people started getting me their seats. People were doing Bhangra. It was really great. They played my favorite song, our family's favorite song of all time right now. There's this huge... um Hip hop artist in India called Bhatsha, which is the king, and it's like Vakara Swagdi. So, swag is like, I have so much swag, mm-hmm. but Vakara Swagdi is like, Look at my swag, right? Like, <laughs> so yeah, play on that. So, it was really great. Um, yeah, and I mean, uh, I think overall, like, the energy of the show was amazing. The dancers, oh my goodness, like, it was just like, and the costume changes and the The backdrop changes and also like, you know, showing the showcasing the depth and breadth of music, right? So they had like this really great hardcore rock guitarist, the one that did the selfie stick reference. And (laughs) it was amazing to see him just play freestyle because, you know, I think a lot of times in South Asian culture, within South Asian music, especially Hindustani genre, (laughs) um you do a lot of jugalbandi or like free play or like play on each other right mm-hmm. so then they were just playing like they were it wasn't rehearsed or anything it was just like random on stage right like yeah. at the moment they had a excellent person who was playing flute Live, and then you had people who were doing percussion live. So they had a live band, which really added to that. Mm-hmm. Then they had like recordings, and even just, but like you know, when you watch a movie or watching a cinema, right? You're watching film, but because this was stage, like even the backdrop, like the way they selected the the sort of Taj Mahal ish type of. Um, backdrop with the water and the way that they selected their costumes for each uh, piece because they had, like, super classical, semi-classical stuff, like I said, Mm -hmm. the Radha Krishnas uh, motif, the goddess, the the pieces. Then they had, like, the typical Bollywood, like, wedding hardcore style where you, like, dress up, like, in, in all your glory and you're, like, dancing and you have these props. And then they also had, like, the, you know, the West, like, Hip hop, booty shaking, mm. dance hall, right, <laughs> belly dancing, right, right, and, yeah. and so they had like all, everything. Like everything was there to see. Mm-hmm. Like nothing was left out, right? Yeah. Like whatever you wanted, kitsch or not, classical, or not semi-classical, it was all in the. show. It was show. all in the show. Yeah. Like it's
0: like <laughs>
1: well, let's let's talk a little bit about the the
0: dance itself. Um, so a lot of people will have seen some Bollywood before, or some even belly dancing before. Um, what about these four? Do you it has been taken? out of the classical forms. Mm-hmm. Um, so what what are we looking for when we're trying to recognize what is coming from like very old classical
1: mm-hmm. tradition mm-hmm. and now being kind of used in
0: Bollywood? Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so that's a really good question, actually. So let's quickly do a rundown of the six classical forms of Indian dance. Great, right? I love this. Okay, <laughs> so the first dance I'll talk about is what I started with. So I'm a trained Kathak dancer. I've been trained with Ushanti, with Joanna, thus in Toronto and with uh, Savita Sharma in Ottawa. So Kathak is a North Indian dance. It's uh, the the tagline can be like Katha so Kathak, which means a Kathaki is a storyteller. And Kathak actually originated uh, during the Mughal area or the Persian area in India when uh, the Mughals ruled the courts, right? And basically <laughs> what it was was... Uh, Traditionally, like in terms of South Indian dance, which is Parnatyam, you have a pakawaj, which is a longer drum, and that's how you keep the rhythm for Bharnatiam. Now, Bharnatiam is a temple dance that's much older, and it comes from a different language, because mostly from Sanskrit, Tamil base, and very um, on a different, whole different scale because it's a South Indian scale. Mm-hmm. So this is Bharnatiam. So. I'm- Qualifying this first. Move, how do
0: the movement styles differ between yeah. those two?
1: So so in terms of parnatyam, you squat a lot, your arms are straight, you have straight lines. Um, you're also and you know, all classical Indian dance is divided between lesia, which is like the feminine soft, and then rhythmic, like hardcore, like dandav, which is like the dance of shiva, right? It's like you're actually grinding yourself and being very masculine and energetic and keeping rhythm with your feet and your gungus, which are the bells that you wear. So that has both. So getting back to um, it was a temple dance. So it would be done in the glories of the gods. So actually telling the stories of the gods and goddesses of India that are actually etched in temple walls that have come along this whole way, part of the Gita Govinda or part of the Natyashastra. So the Natyashastra is the book of dance, right? Mm-hmm. So, so all all of these things um, influence the different dance rooms. So in Bharnatum, which is South Indian, it's a little bit more different. The d- dress is also different. Uh, you will wear um, more of a banarasi sari that's been cut into like a, like big dhoti pants with a fan in the front. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then you have like a long braid and you'll have like like um, beautiful ha- a headpiece jewelry and lots of flowers and like small earrings and uh, like a... Uh, a bindi, um, so it's it's very uh, and you and you wear Alta, which is like red um sort of dye that emphasizes hand. your hand movements because each mudra actually depicts, like, a really distinctive story as well.
0: Yeah, and the mudras are sort of like a gestural like, yes, language, almost exactly. Yeah. And you,
1: those mudras also you will actually translate in yoga practice, mm-hmm. and those mudras carry energy and they carry like the story, right? Um, and then also mudras, um, and in terms of feet positioning too, it's like that's part of it. So, so within the context of South Indian dancing, you have a different musical scale, and you play the bagawad, which is the longer drum. So what happened when Katha came to um, to become birthed in India, the Pakawaj was cut in half and then you had the tablas, the tabla emerged, right? Oh, okay. So mm, when I the Pakawaj was so, yeah. cut, cut in half and the uh, tabla emerged, um, again, North Indian scale is different than South Indian scale. So in the musical scale, I know North Indian better, so you have like 10 scales, 10 uh, scales, Gazhaki is done in a sixteen beat cycle, dintel, mm-hmm. right? Um, and you use your feet a lot, and you're very straight. Uh, you have a really uh, straight line. You tend to wear dress that is more uh, Persian Mughal influenced, so your dress is more um, like a long gown with uh, tight pants, and your kungus are are longer, all the way up to your knees, um, and you wear like little like hats, like. Uh, sometimes I, like uh how can i explain like a narrow type of hat you know mm-hmm. with or you can have like a dupatta around your head with a with a really elaborate headpiece mm-hmm. um and yeah, so I mean, like when you watch Bollywood, for example, Madhuri Dixit is a personification of Kathak, right? If you watch Devdas, she is the Kathak queen, right? Mm-hmm. So Kathak, again, it, it's um, it can be soft because there's tumori and there's lasya, like it's more about lyrical and and depicting the emotion, but it also is very vigorous because you have to keep up with the uh, mm-hmm. dance form. And Paul, on this podcast, when we've seen Kathak
0: dance before, Paul always is um, revel like revels in the spinning.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So when you watch Taj Express, you will see that the dancer who depicted Saraswati, who depicted Radha, and who did this like um solo of like a, almost like a like a Via dance, like a like a Via is like like you know in Diwali you hold the um, it's like a light. In a, mm-hmm. so she had done a little bit of that too. She is a trend Kathak dancer because she's wearing kungu, she's wearing the outfit, and she's doing the Kathak moves. Mm-hmm. And so when you watch the first dance that she's doing about the goddess, all of her movements are very based in that Kathak tradition. And at the very end, she also spins, mm-hmm. like that kind of spinning, right? So, so, so you see this, this there, and then, like I said, when you go south, you see Kathakali. Kathakali is actually a dance where you wear those masks. Um, <clears throat> there's those big masks with a <clears throat> with a crown, mm-hmm. and uh, it's, it comes from the city of Kerala. So um, in Kerala they speak Malayali, so it's actually telling stories of uh, again God's goddesses in in Malayali in different ways, and it's it's very um, and then they wear these big skirts, and so it's like it's like heavily costumed, and they tell stories of like Sita Radha or like Ram um, Ravan. So just again, but it's a totally different type of dance and it's a totally different type of costume. It's a totally different language, totally different genre. So they show that. Um, and you can see the distinctive like way that it comes up, right? Um, so that's katakali, parnatyam Kathak, and uh kuchipuri is like also from um like I think northern India a little bit, and basically it's like a little bit different because it's more like uh, there's a lot of um, pausing. Like so, it's like you dance and then you pause, you dance and then you pause, and it's more like uh, fluid, right? Mm-hmm. So, so more sway, I guess, right? And the last genre of the classical form is ODC. So ODC is from the state of Odisha. And uh, it's very lyrical, and it's really old, like so old. And and it's more um, fluidy, and has more of a, a like tree like bending, like more yogic, okay. right? Mm-hmm. So Madonna, I don't know if you recall back in the day when she was on her little like, I am going to embrace all things Indian.
0: Oh yeah, she- Madonna <laughs> had that face, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, she actually. Um, Promoted a lot of ODC because my cousins in California were dancing with her. Mm -hmm. So, because we're from ODC, my family, right? Um, And also Michael Jackson in his song... um, it's black it's white mm-hmm. the indian dancer that's dancing in that she's actually depicting odyssey dance
0: okay right mm-hmm.
1: so th- those are some examples and odyssey dance too has these awesome head pieces and you and i were talking before right so mm-hmm. when growing up in edmonton we used to always share a stage with the ukrainian dancers mm-hmm. so a lot of the head pieces that come from odyssey are similar sometimes
0: similar to the vinok yeah, ukrainian dance. Right? okay cool. So, cool so yeah so there's <laughs> an interesting
1: parallels right um and then again, the dress is very different because, you know, the ikat print now that is so popular everywhere. It's like on your couch, it's on your rug, it's in your... here. <laughs> so that ikat print actually comes from India, like that, sorry, from Orissa, like that uh, huh. That print that uh, is, uh, has been highly fashionized now mm-hmm. is actually a traditional weaving style from the state of Orissa. Oh. So so it's interesting to see how all these things have come out into different parts of mainstream culture now, right? So so those are the genres, okay? Mm-hmm. So when we come back to the dance form of Bollywood, so now Bollywood too, like, foundationally often, they use these different dance forms. So using the flute, for example, when they did the Radha Krishna piece within Taj Express is something that's sort of semi-classical because, you know, Krishna is always like the perpetual flirt, always mm. getting in trouble, stealing women's clothes, trying to get <laughs> the, them riled up, right? So... So the way that they did that sequence was really beautiful because they did it sort of semi-classical. And uh, the first, uh, and then the, the the tribute to Shiva was actually very fond of, like very masculine, very like uh, a, a throwback to um, the 70s of like Dham or like, you know, Ravi Shankar type, like the whole piece about like, uh, let's just smoke and be happy <laughs> and save the world, right? <laughs> so, so I mean, I think that kind of a piece you could see it because again, like Shiva is that. So it was really good to see that, and um, and yeah. So I mean, overall, uh, when you look at the dance forms too, you can distinctly see as well the folk dance influence. So, like I was saying, the Gujarati Garba. Mm-hmm. So it was a song that's popularized by Deepika Padukone, like who's an actress in the, um, and. Uh, her husband Ranveer but this Gujarati dance was like you know it's very much like you wear like a lenga and you do this kind of like uh, flowy thing in lots of circles like Mm -hmm. you're always circling right so they did that as well Um, and then yeah so I feel like you know and and then also when you look at the whole uh, like hip hop um, dance hall like hardcore like um movement from a really clear Western influence perspective, uh, Bollywood has also embraced that as their own, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's like this distinctive uh, style that's come from the streets of the U.S. or from Jamaica or from wherever uh, in terms of that influence, but they've actually Indianized it, right? Or Bollywoodized it. Mm -hmm. So you actually see that when you're watching them dance. And then again, the belly dancing piece... um, like I said, I think that Salim and Salman always have really great uh, nuances of trying to put Sufism or Islamic um, sort of cultural musical influences in their music. Um, so again, that Persian, that belly dance, like the Egyptian style, um, has also been modified to adapt to a more Indian type of uh, genre within the context of Morphing into Indian culture, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're watching the belly dance, like, the outfits were cute and awesome. But even the way that they were moving, it was very much not traditional belly dance, but had nuances of it, right? Mm-hmm. So so overall, I think that when you asked me the question about the dance, like, it's so fascinating to see that over, like, more than thousands of years of dance have been... Um, amalgamated into this two-hour show. Two-hour show on a train across India <laughs> exactly. on the express. <laughs> exactly, taking place in Edmonton in 2019 as part of Alberta Ballet. What a great thing to see, right? Yeah. And even, again, in terms of the tribute to Alberta Ballet, like, I think one of the things that really was beautiful, too, was when, um, at the end, when there was that piece of the Via dance, there were these two little, like, almost like fairies and they were dressed sort of like as ballerinas, like not typical, but they were trying to do that little ballet nod, because it was the Alberta ballet, I think. Mm-hmm. So they had like the little tutus, the little white dresses. <laughs> they had the little thing and there was a two and they came on and I'm like, Oh my god, I feel like they're gonna sprinkle fairy dust everywhere. <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> and finally, someone goes up on pointer on their toes yes. <laughs> <laughs> because one one thing that um is so distinctive, I find with um Indian dance from a lot of Western dance is that it's it's on the ground. It's mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. flat grounded. on the feet um and grounded, yeah, mm-hmm. whereas like almost all Western dance is up on the toes, right,
1: yeah, and uh, another thing too that is really profound about this particular dance piece is also in India, you'll see chow dancing. Chow dancing is from like the um, Eastern coast, right? And it's predominantly done by men. And they carry these big drums and then they like uh, flip in the air. Like Russian, mm. you know, when you do Russian flipping, like twirling in the air? Mm-hmm. So this is called chow, right? And again, it's very grounded. You have to really place your feet and have your balance. So in this particular Taj Express, um, they were holding drums and they were doing chow as well. In in particular places, especially when they were celebrating. Oh, the prince has been found. Oh, the princess. Oh, let's have a celebration. Oh, let's dance, right? Let's shower everybody with flowers. So the chow was also there. So this is the thing. I think that it, I can't even explain how how um, well choreographed, number one, but well thought out this was within the context of a dance show, mm-hmm. right? Like Like to have everything like so eloquently put together in a storyline that's like comedic and funny and sad and lovely and emotive, like every single emotion on the planet, right? Yeah. But then to have people come in and take you on this train ride journey all across the subcontinent mm-hmm. or like I mean the country of India but then also to like showcase the diversity of each state mm-hmm.
0: uh, nice.
1: through language through dance, right? And then to have a Really great uh, uh storyline that goes with it that's based in uh Bollywood genre was mm-hmm. really phenomenal, yeah, Bolly,wood I feel was almost sort of
0: like the way in for the western audience mm-hmm. to be able to see all of this all of these great forms and this and this journey really mm-hmm. through the whole. Through the whole of India. <laughs> Amazing. Um, you Well, that's that's a lot to chew on. Now I want to go and watch everything and like try and see some of this Madonna Odyssey stuff that I missed, mm-hmm. obviously, when I didn't know what it was. <laughs> um, you had mentioned something uh, earlier while we were upstairs that
1: you wanted to quickly give a nod to
0: before yes. we sign off.
1: Yes. So my dear friend, shante Who is a filmmaker in Edmonton, has actually just completed a film on uh, Diwali and biryani because he's all about the food, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. So he will. Everyone loves biryani. It's like the best. (laughs) So good. So, um, so he actually has just uh, announced that he's going to launch the film. At the Edmonton Community Foundation, the event will be taking place on November sixth, a couple of days after the Wally, from six to seven, and he is going to be um, showcasing the film with the family that actually made the Brandy that he followed. Oh, okay. I will be um, doing some emceeing and sharing some cool bunger moves that everybody can sort of learn. Yes. Because there's going to be a big party after because is DJing. There's going to be food. There's going to be laughter. There's going to be fun. So I highly encourage everybody and to check to it out. Bangura, yeah. And there's going to be there's a bunger, Exactly. <laughs> we can't party without bunker, right? So, <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, it should be fun. So I really wanted to just share that. Um,
0: Great. Thank you. And that's on November 6th at the Edmonton Community Foundation where we happen to be recording this right now. Mm-hmm. Well, lovely. Well, um... Sony, it's been amazing to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for coming by. And hopefully um, hopefully we'll have you on again to talk about more dance sometime. Thank you. Great. Working in the arts means income can be as varied as a time signature or brushstroke. ATB's Branch for Arts and Culture was built for artists so you can do your banking in a way that works for you with a community of like-minded people. The Branch for Arts and Culture is a clubhouse, arts venue, and financial institution for creatives and cultural workers in Alberta. It's a place that understands the challenges artists face because those that work at the branch are artists themselves. Creative and banking together. It's why ATB will always be more than a bank. To learn more about the Branch for Arts and Culture, visit ATB.com thebranch this episode is brought to you in part by the Edmonton Community Foundation, which is gearing up for Wills Week, running October 7th to 10th. If you've been putting off writing your will, now is your moment. Check out episode 54 of the Well Endowed Podcast, in which lawyers Allison McCollum and Mike Simons discuss getting over the reluctance to make a will. Visit ecfoundation.org and click on Initiatives to find out more about Wills Week. And to hear the full episode, visit thewellendowedpodcast.com. All right, listings now. Um, The Color Purple is still running at the Citadel Theatre until October 13th as is Vidalia uh, running at Teatro La Quindicina in the Varscona Theatre until October 12th. Uh, There's a physical theatre sort of circus cool show called Trace by Red Sky Collective happening at the Arden Theatre one night only on October 11th. And Richard III, one of my Shakespeare favourites opens at the Tim Centre for the Arts uh, by the U of A's Studio Theatre. That's running October 11th through 19th. So um, thank you again to Sony Dasmohapatra for uh, that wonderful review of Taj Express and that journey through um, our education of Indian dance. And uh, yeah, uh, everyone, go see some shows. Bye. I Don't Get It is a member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or check us out on albertapodcastnetwork.com or the CKUA radio app. I Don't Get It is recorded on Treaty 6 territory in Edmonton, Alberta in the Edmonton Community Foundation's podcast studio. Our theme music is Mountain Time by Ghibli and you can find more of Ghibli's music by going to ghibli.bandcamp.com.
1: I Don't Get It is produced by Andrew Paul,
0: Fonda Mithrush, and Paul Blenoff.
1: Sit here thinking, I love you.